Welcome to White Noise Season 2 Were you able to reach? Yeah. <laughs> All right. If anyone asks, what we're doing right now is recording alumni stories. So welcome to <laughs> alumni stories with Matthew Blacker. We're in the alumni room with we, an alumni. We are. I am an alumni. And that's why we're here. You're here as a, as a welcome member. Not a guest. As a welcome <laughs> member. As a welcomed member. So you were saying I'm here as a welcome member, but with the tone that implies that I'm not actually a welcome member. <laughs> You're a welcome member. I am an unwelcome member. I legally member. can't use the word guest. <laughs> legally, I am a alumni. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I actually am because I'm That's graduated. Right. That's right. I am a Bruce Hall alumni. For those of you who haven't caught it on, we are... In a new studio. Yeah, we are. We're in studio... A for alumni. <laughs> a studio R. Well, we already have a studio A, right? So it has that's, to be... That's why it's It's like funny. on Excel when you get to the 27th. <laughs> this is such a nerdy one to go with, but a studio AA. Studio AA. So, yeah. so studio R. <laughs> <laughs> studio, studio AA battery. Yeah. <laughs> It's that, oh, have you seen that meme with the... the oh. Yes, the, the, the smaller they are, the louder they scream. In terms of batteries. <laughs> in terms of batteries, I should, I should clarify. <laughs> I wasn't even laughing at the other contestant. I was just laughing at the meme. I just love the meme that much. As in, that meme is in my top 10 memes. Comfortably. I don't have a ranking of Potentially. memes. Like, I don't have a ranking of memes... But I got like, I have a list of about four or five that I'm like, I could drop as like, these are my top 10, in my top 10 memes. I'll have to save that for a meme review in a future show. True. I think you mean meme roundup. Meme roundup, sorry. (laughs) We still have to make that little audio clip of meme roundup. (laughs) We have a lot to do. (laughs) Well, as I was discussing earlier, I don't. (laughs) Must be nice. (laughs) I'm I'm sure I'll find lots of things to do soon. Josh, Josh messaged me being like when we were recording I was like yeah I'm just doing some pull ups with one of the postdocs at the moment so like I'm free whenever well I say I, we were doing pull ups I, I did one failed and then he did like 12 <laughs> but you know my arms are still sore from the one that I did was it a chin up I'm not really sure I, I don't have a lot it of depends strength. on what oh yeah I, so I can do one this way so, and then I can do I so, don't think I couldn't I can do a chin up I can't do a pull up so for those of you following along on the audio, <laughs> this way was with his palms towards him. Yeah. Yeah. But I also said that I can do one chin up and people know what a chin up is. Or do, do they? they? I don't know. I don't know that people do. <laughs> <laughs> so this might be a very short segment, but I just had a video that I wanted to show you, Josh. Okay. And I don't... I love videos on an audio and video. Well, it, it works because it's only four seconds. Okay. <laughs> I just basically wanted to capture re- your reaction to this all video. Right, all right. So, whenever you're feeling ready, press play. Here, I'll put it. I'll put it next to the microphone. So I don't know if there's can... much. Uh, there's. Oh, do you want them? Oh, did you see that? Yeah. Is that you? That's me. Oh my. <laughs> Um, so I'll describe what happens in excruciating detail. No, I won't. So you're playing golf. Mini golf. Mini golf and. Someone takes a big, sw- big swing and just whacks you straight in the face. 
I sent it to Celine. Is Celine a friend of the show? Celine's, Celine's a friend remember. of us. Can't remember. She's not a friend of the show, actually. I've no, there you go. Shout out to Celine if you're listening, though. I sent it to Celine, and she said that she watched this about 20 times. <laughs> this is I, it's just so good. <laughs> it just has all the peak moments of home comedy videos. As in, we were, afterwards, we were like, we should submit this to Funny or Some Videos. I don't think they're still going. <laughs> I, I don't think that's been a TV program for 10 years. Really? I don't think it's... See, has. I don't know, because I remember watching it a little bit, and then my parents made us stop watching it because it was too violent. And I my feel parents like everyone like, had that moment. I was like, <laughs> it's like, you can't watch this, you're literally loving it. I will post this video on the podcast page, by the way, because it is just a, a, a funny video. But we have an, an edited version of it where there's a song called, which I've not heard before, but the song is called Smack That, and... The only reason that's relevant is because the, the singer says smack that as the golf putter hits my head. <laughs> yeah, Australia's Funniest Home Videos ended in 2014. Really? Yeah. There you go. Because it, it's also America's Funniest Home Videos. Like it's, like it's an international... Yeah, I think, I think the American, they show the American one on Australian TV now, but they don't, they don't have an Australian one. I could one. submit it to the, the American the one. The American one. Surely. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not a homemade American one. That's true. But it was literally pure coincidence that this was being filmed. So, like... We... Of course it was. <laughs> Can't have anyone believe it was staged. <laughs> no, because Em's taking the shot. And she's in actually, if you're actually there at the time, she's, like, stuck in this gutter. And so, Kato, who's filming, was like... This is, she's been filming a couple of, like, shots from difficult positions because they were quite funny. And it just so happened that she managed to get this incident on. To be honest, I think it is kind of... I mean... Should you really be standing that close to someone? <laughs> when you're playing... Okay, so again, you'll see this when you watch the video, people. But, like, I'm standing... I'm, like, I'm pretty much standing next to Emma as she takes a shot. But it's putt-putt. The, in, in putt-putt, the putt is not, it's not meant to go above halfway up your knee, let alone above <laughs> shoulder height. Sometimes you just got to go like, for it. That was more exuberant than some people's, like, drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> Because we were playing putt putt, right? And we were doing like those four of us. Well, I hope you were. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than Em just walking around and smacking me in the head with the putter. And we're in and we were in teams. And I think before this hole we were even. Well we were even the hole before. 18 holes, we were even after 14 holes. And then this is like M's second shot on that hole. I get hit in the head. She shoots like five, like eight shots on this hole. I'm, I'm I have a lump on my head. I kind of like play a rubbish. Yeah, I was going to ask if it took out any more teeth of yours, but it doesn't look like it. So. I don't think we've told the story of how I lost my teeth on the podcast, but that's maybe another story. It's yeah, a point. story for another day. <laughs> but we ended up that going. actually was from golf. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> but we went from being even with four shots to play to losing by collectively like 20 shots oh because we like then hit like was this because you were kind of out of it considering you just (laughs) potentially potentially (laughs) I don't want to be dead too mean because that'll make M feel bad but we neither of us played the best after the to the whack to the head to be fair, what isn't captured in that video is I. So you see in the video, I get hit in the head and I fall and I sit down, and then I sit there and I kind of just laugh for about three minutes, and we're all we're all laughing because it's just like, what can you do? <laughs> it's also possibly the only function that was left in my yeah. skull <laughs> after the head knock. Ah oh, well, <laughs> but yeah, I knew you hadn't seen that video, so I wanted to get your reaction live on the podcast. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> 7 out of 10 7 out of 10 give me the HD fantastic well done all round
So you messaged me yesterday. I did. About the podcast. Well, about yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you were going for. (laughs) It was actually unintentional, but I was like, hang on, I can go with this. We can go with it. Did you you want to talk about that? I did want to talk about yesterday. The movie. (laughs) All my troubles seem so far away. Yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So... I saw it over the summer, actually. In fact, I saw yesterday as... So for context, this is Josh's segment, but he's getting up something. I'm just, so I'm just I'm checking just, what year it came out. Because 2019 it yeah, came out. Yeah, it's very recent. Because it was part of that like avalanche of films that were like musical biopics. So I remember seeing it... Oh, yes. Because uh, yes. I saw it like... I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, then Yesterday, then Rocket Man. So and you saw the whole trilogy. <laughs> I saw the whole trilogy. Well, this was the Bee Gees one, which I haven't seen. But There's I, a Bee Gees one? But all I know about the Bee Gees is the CPR song. Ah, 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 stay alive. You know, I'm making my own alive. CPR song at the moment. That's going to be quite Were you actually? Yeah. Do you want to tell me now or after the pod? Oh, I'll, I'll tell you after the pod because it's, it's a bit of a surprise. <laughs> Let's wrap this up quickly. That's yeah, yeah. Story. <laughs> <laughs> if this is an exceptionally short episode, you now know why. <laughs> anyway, so you wanted to talk about the film yesterday. Yeah, well, I just I saw it for the first time last week, and not I just yet, thought it not was, yesterday. Yeah, and you know, we're a bit of a movie podcast, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> so when we released our first episode, I actually had someone message me being like, "Wow, you're starting a movie podcast!" Yeah. I'm also do- I also do a movie podcast. I was like, "We do a podcast, and we just happen to have talked about movies." But yeah, but you know, we talk about movies. <laughs> we talk. About, well, when I wasn't here, you did an entire thing about movies. We did. Yeah. I saw, I saw you replace me like for like with the physicist, yeah, by the I way. Did, I did. <laughs> it was pretty good. Oh, oh, that's right. I was listening to that that episode because I thought I'd listen back. And I was like, I had I had a couple of like responses <laughs> that I was going <laughs> to note down, but I completely forgot what they were. Oh, well, anyway, we would sidetrack over back to yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Or rather back to last week when you watched it. Back to when I watched it. Should we explain the plot of the we film? We should explain the plot of the film. The main plot of so yesterday. this guy gets hit in the head by a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Almost. <laughs> Except it's a bus. Is it? He does get hit by. He does get hit by the bus. He does yeah. get hit by the bus. So for context, he's like a really. <laughs> <he's> a, <laughs> we've gone like three levels of context. Here. Let's let's start from the beginning. It's about a singer songwriter who's kind of struggling a bit because no one likes his songs. So jo- so if Josh and I were one person, this is yeah, us in about yeah. two or three years. And then one day, all the lights start going out around the world. I don't know why why this it's was used not to really, represent. I, it's not really explained. I think the idea is there's some solar flare and that like something magical happens. Something magical happens and he doesn't see the bus or the bus doesn't see him. So he gets hit by the bus. And then when he comes to, he's in a new reality where a bunch of things that exist in our reality don't exist in this new reality. So for instance, Oasis, Wonderwall, never happened. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola doesn't doesn't exist <laughs> that's um, right because there's an amazing scene where he's, he's on a plane and he's like can I have some coke and they're like the hostess looks at him like you want some what <laughs> and but most importantly Harry Potter doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> which is probably a good thing for the world <laughs> and the Beatles don't exist the Harry Potter thing's a bit of a spoiler by the way is it really? It's not, well, it's only mentioned right at the end. Yeah, but it's not really a spoiler. It's true. It's, it's, a, pretty, it's, it's a pretty it's funny line at the end. It's just a, oh, but it's the but the idea is that the Beatles never formed a band. Yes. And they never because that's that's the subtlety is that they never formed the band. Yes. And the reason he finds out is he plays one of the so- their songs to his friend yesterday. It's actually and when he plays it, it's it's so nice, and they're all like, 
Oh, but it's, not, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice enough. Yeah. I know. Like, it's just in general, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's about as good as if you or I were to pick up a guitar and, and sing Yesterday. Maybe better. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, surely I go learn Yesterday on the uke and next episode. Oh, we really... actually, you know what? I just realized next episode, we've got a lot to cover. <laughs> Who find a guitar player? There was another of us play guitar. Anyway, sorry, anyway. play. So this guy realizes that everyone else like has forgotten what the Beatles are. So he starts playing their songs. Yep. And I'm not sure how much detail of the plot you want to get, get into. Oh, I'm not I sure don't what you want give to give a fair. I mean, it's a pretty basic plot. He he ends up becoming like a super a superstar. Yeah. Because he's playing all these Beatles songs. Yeah. And then Ed Sheeran's in it. Ed Sheeran's in it for some reason. <laughs> Ed Sheeran's in it. A why. Fair I don't know why he's in it. He just is. And also, because it's Ed Sheeran, you look at him and you're like, that could just be someone acting as Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He just rocks up and he's just there. And he, and you're like, I don't actually remember, remember what Ed Sheeran looks like. This Wait, you don't remember what Ed Sheeran looks like? I mean, I know vaguely what he looks like in that he's a ginger who wears glasses. <laughs> and the guy in the movie is a ginger who wears glasses. So you're saying that if I had red hair, I could pass as Ed Sheeran? Yeah. So like if I, if I dyed my hair red and then started playing guitar, like busking, I could try and convince people that I'm Ed Sheeran. Yeah, busking. well, I mean, this is part of the movie as well as the dad goes, you look like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, right. But, you know, like I feel it's even made fun of in the movie. He just, he just like, doesn't have makes, a very memorable. Ed Sheeran face. makes fun of it in one of his music videos. Yeah, I mean, it's like the music video for Lego House. The whole point is that Rupert Grint, who plays Ron Weasley, <laughs> another Harry Potter reference today, and that Rupert Grint pretends to be Ed Sheeran or something like that, and because he looks like him. Anyway, anyway, Ed Sheeran's in it, and then the other the other major plot point is there's a a girl. Oh, there's the romantic arc. And there's the romantic arc. And so the other half of the plot is him dealing with trying to reconcile his superstar life and his home life. Yeah. And being honest with her about the fact that he didn't write these songs. Well, not just her. I feel like him, him, like himself. himself. Yeah. And there's a lot of conflict with that. With yes. That. Yes. That's the movie. Excellent. Well, we're done here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There you go. I just wanted to talk about yesterday. <laughs> there we go. So what did you want to talk about? I just wanted to talk through it because I found it an interesting premise. What did you think of it? So you know how I mentioned I'd seen that trilogy of films? Yeah. I ranked it number two or three. Number, which, one, in, which one was your top? I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was the best. Mm, interesting. And then I thought Rocket Man. Rocket Man was good, but Yesterday was better than Rocket Man. I, like, I quite enjoyed yesterday. I think I enjoy... I enjoy, like, singer-songwriter, like, guitar <laughs> music. I think that's the thing. Like, it's the kind of music I like. I like I like the Beatles. I mean, who doesn't like the Beatles? If you don't like the Beatles, write in and tell us why. That would be interesting. I also have another funny story about the Beatles. So, you know the Abbey Road album? So, you know how yes. we explained on the podcast how we did that thing in my physics office where we, yeah, like, played through each album? Really, yeah. Abbey Road doesn't slap too well as an album because it turns out the Beatles, a lot of good stuff... A lot of filler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for every yesterday, there's my grandma's pajamas smell like bananas. <laughs> I mean, I believe that's a Beatles song. I would believe that is a Beatles song. We should play a game where you come up with like <laughs> Beatles song. Beatles song or something you come up with. Can we pencil that in? Sir? I'm literally going to write that down for next week. Oh, I nearly played the video again. Beatles song or fake? Excellent. That'll be coming to you next week. 
How, what did you think about it? I thought it was a good movie that didn't know what it wanted to be. What do you mean by that? It's two movies trying to portray itself as one movie. Is it? In the sense what are the that two movies? The, half the plot is the, as, as I mentioned, the relationship with the, with the, with the woman. Oh, right, yeah. And, the romantic plot. And that plot actually doesn't need the Beatles at all to function. You can take that part, you can take the whole premise of the movie out and just have it be a singer-songwriter who suddenly becomes a mega-successful superstar in the music industry, and that plot still stays the same. Yeah, you're right. In the same you're way, really right. you can take the love plot out of the film, and you can have the Beatles stuff, stay, the True. Beatles removal, totally stay on its own. Oh, because, that, because then it just becomes a story about the moral conflict he feels about. Yeah, and there's also a few really interesting moments where he's really struggling in the new reality. Like, there's a moment where at the towards the end of the film, he's singing one of the songs that's called Help Me, I think, and then at the end of it, he just screams into the microphone, Help Me. And I was yeah. so on board for, like, a kind of Black Mirror-esque, like, descent into madness. Yeah, it you could be see on those, really like... like those things where everything he knows actually doesn't exist anymore. Oh, you know, I think, oh, and I think that's yeah. such a like a more interesting <laughs> method they could have gone with. And there. that works really well with the him becoming famous arc as well. Yeah, because obviously there are quite sadly there's a lot of people who've become famous who descend into madness. I'm sure it'll happen to Josh and I in five to ten years time. <laughs> but you could really tie that in with this thing of like he descends into madness as part of his fame and everyone thinks it's the usual famous descent into madness but it is literally because everyone else has just forgotten the Beatles exist yeah. and there's like a whole and yeah that becomes really like sci-fi spoopy yeah and I thought then that maybe, was a more interesting premise and then but the problem is they never like kind of link the two plots together in any meaningful way that, as in she he, the romantic interest doesn't become upset with him for playing Beatles songs does she no because she doesn't and, remember them <laughs> yeah and, <laughs> so, and, and when she finds out she's not upset either no and there's nothing like that and his ability to play the Beatles songs oh it is somewhat affected is it affected by the romantic art not really no, no it's, it's all purely his own internal. you're right they're, com- they're two concurrent plots that are that are very weakly intertwined yeah not- and I feel like the problem is that it wants to be a feel good movie the Beatles stuff doesn't actually lend itself to being a feel-good movie. It lends it more to that darker kind of sci-fi plot. Yeah, yeah. And so then you kind of end up with this movie where you're like, this doesn't actually feel resolved by the end because the only thing that gets resolved at the end is he settles down with the romantic interest. The romantic interest and the Beatles music is back in the world. And, the, and yeah, but his version of And the only music. the good Beatles songs as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Not my, my grandfather's pyjamas smell like bananas. That doesn't, maybe we live in an alternate reality where the Beatles forgot to record my grandmother's <laughs> And in terms, there's an actual reality where they did remember to record that. And then they just, they lost their recording contract because it was that bad. Yeah. That's, that's, that's many worlds. Interpretation of quantum mechanics for you. Sorry. <laughs> just had to slip it in there. And also... Oasis doesn't exist. How much more interesting would it have been if he can't remember the Beatles songs, but he can only remember Wonderwall? <laughs> and so he, he can only play Wonderwall. The, he, he goes and he writes an entire album, and Wonderwall's the only song that does well on it. And he gets invited to all these concerts, but he only plays Wonderwall. <laughs> it's a really interesting concept of, like, everyone forgets. Well, it's, this, it's the kind of concept that gets played on in the film. I've not seen this film. But the invention of lying, the idea of like, there are some, 
so the, the idea of the invention of lying is that it's a hypothetical universe where no one knows how to lie. And then I think it's Ricky Gervais wakes up one morning and knows how to lie. And the entire film is about like, if only one person in the world knew how to lie, how would this go? Like, I think he goes into a hotel and they're like, do you have a reservation? He's like, yes. <laughs> and they let him into like the penthouse. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a very similar premise to a lot of those 2000s comedy movies like Yes Man a lot of those Jim Carrey what's ones Yes Man like? Yes Man is where Jim Carrey can only say yes to questions that he's asked ah. and so we I don't, I don't know why but it's, it's there were like a couple of movies that were like that where it was yeah. like the whole premise is this one character know, can only do this one thing or this one like, there's one person who knows one thing that no one else does yeah. right like there's yeah. like this there's this one Essentially, there is a rule that applies to one person, that it, and, and that's the basic principle of, yeah. and that's what would be the Wonder Wall one as well. Where did, I can't remember how we got here, but the thing is, in this one, there's there are a few other people who also remember Beatles. Yes, there's a there's a couple, and yeah, yeah that's a. We can't really go into that too much without spoiling. I mean, we can we. I don't really care about spoiling movies <laughs> to be honest. It's been out for a couple of years. True, true. Yes, if you don't, if you don't want to. Hear spoilers? Go and watch it. It's, it's on Netflix. Yeah, true. Go, <laughs> pause this episode. Hang on. Before you pause this episode, I am going to tell you to, when to unpause. So don't. When I say pause this episode, don't pause this episode. In a moment, I'm, what I want you to do is to pause this episode. Go watch the movie, then come back and keep playing this episode. So now go pause this episode. Cool. And <laughs> welcome we, back. We actually <laughs> didn't have to pause there ourselves because they would have just paused it and they'd come back and play it instantly. <laughs> I know, but I like the idea that someone who has listened to it. Got to listen to that nonsense. <laughs> well, rather, not got to, had to. Had to. <laughs> Chose to, even. Chose to. Yeah, they come along and they the, there's two people that remember the Beatles and they come along and they, they hand him a yellow submarine and they go, we remember the Beatles. Thank you for letting us listen to the Beatles again because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to listen to any Because it could songs. have gone a different way as well. They could have been like, there's a copyright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing. There's this moment in the film where... He's dreaming that he's on the James Corden Late Late Show. There's like James Corden's in the film. It's James as well. Corden, and and doesn't he do a carpool karaoke with James Corden in the film? Not the one I saw. <laughs> probably doesn't. I probably <laughs> just imagined that. <laughs> I think I remember James Corden being in the film, and I remember James Corden carpool karaoke, and so I've just decided those two things happened. And there's a there's a really great moment where he goes. Did you do you write all the songs yourself? And the singer songwriter goes, "Yeah, I, I did." And he goes, "But did you really? Because we've got two gentlemen in the studio now who claim that their band, the Beatles, recorded all these songs back in the 1960s." And then the, the thing opens up, and they like are, are there. And then he wakes up, and it was all a dream. And I went, "No, that's such an interesting idea that's, that's that, an, that like he would get called out on this stuff later." And the only reason they're not because all they show off show us of him not finding them is him googling them and then not coming up on google yeah it's still totally possible for them to have been a band in london in the 60s and just not gotten a recording deal yeah yeah. and so they would have still had all their songs and but just like not released them anywhere yeah (laughs) so i got completely distracted when you were telling that because the fact that james corden exists in this this film and ed sheeran means that this is the second crossover between those two the first of which being their carpool karaoke in which, I don't know if you've seen it, but Ed Sheeran puts 57 Maltesers in his mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think I have seen that. <laughs> Just Ed Sheeran. <laughs> because that's, I still remember watching that being like, wow, that's impressive. I'm also now curious, how many Maltesers do you reckon you could fit in your mouth, Josh? If Ed can do 57, I can do 58. You reckon you have a bigger <laughs> mouth than Ed Sheeran? 
<laughs> no, I don't think I do. <laughs> I reckon it's probably because he's a singer, right? So he's got a big, big jaw. Big, big yeah, because I don't know. I don't know if I could do fifty. Like I normally back my. I am normally the person who makes these big calls and says I could do this. You know what? I don't actually think I can, but for the sake of the podcast, I think I could fit more you know, than fifty-seven more pieces in my I mouth. Know, especially when I'm stressed, I feel like I can dislocate my jaw. So maybe I could do that, and then I'd be able to fit more in there. I did feel a little. My jaw felt a little loose after I got hit in the head. Actually, when we're playing golf, <laughs> maybe yeah, we'll just crank that bad boy open, and we'll just shove. Well, I was going to say we if we get another golf club, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, and then I'm going to be sitting there a little bit dazed and just like slowly stuffing him in there. And by the time. I'm like no longer days. I'm like conscious again. I'll have 57 Maltesers in my mouth, which well, I suppose that could be very stressful for my lack of being out of breathe. But on the other hand, it's a lot of Maltesers. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good deal. If you want us to try that, <laughs> if someone wants us to try that and is willing to send us at least 57 Maltesers so that we try it, we'll, if you send us in excess of 57 Maltesers, we will try that thing. Actually, potentially make it 114 so we can both try it. <laughs> See, out of out of your eye, who can fit Maltesers in? Fit more Maltesers in, yeah. Because I'd get around that. I'd get around that. Anyway. Excellent. The one other thing I wanted to say about it yes. was, I don't know that if the Beatles never existed, that their songs would actually still be as well received as they're implied to be in the film. Okay, so I have an interesting take on this premise, right? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. of a tangent that I thought of going down. So the song Wonderwall, right? I'd never heard of it as a meme, right? Until I think like year nine or year 10, we did it in house choir. And they were like, this is the song we're doing. And I was like, oh, this is a nice song. <laughs> and so I independent because for those of you aren't aware, Wonderwall is now a bit of a meme. It's a bit of a it's a, it's a meme because it's, it's very easy to play on guitar. And so yeah. the idea is that you'll be at a party somewhere and someone will pick up a guitar and they'll go, oh, and here's, here's Wonderwall. And they'll play it like it's some big achievement, but really it's actually quite simple to play. It's like when I play Riptide on the ukulele. Yeah, yeah, it's the Riptide of the ukulele. Someone who, as someone who'd never played the ukulele before, it literally, I literally picked up the ukulele having not known how to play it. It took me five minutes to learn how to play Riptide. It was so abhorrently easy. <laughs> like, well, that's why it's catchy, because you, you remember it. <laughs> this, also, this also reminds me, like, a, a complete tangent, but there's another song on that album by Vance Joy. Like, I love Vance Joy and really enjoy that album. There's another song on that album called First Time, which is literally the exact same chord progression as ukulele, but instead of playing, like, for like one bar you play each chord for two bars and that's if you listen to the song you're like hang on it's the exact same literally the same obviously like a lot of chords are four chord song but literally even like I think the bridge or something like that is like it's literally all everything is the same but just like twice you hold it for twice as long and that's it it's just the same song but with different lyrics but so I had this thing with Wonderwall where like I heard I was like I like this song unironically and then I realised that it was a meme like a couple of years later but like you could listen to the Beatles without knowing it's the Beatles and being like, this is a nice song. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not nice songs. I'm saying they're nice songs. I don't think they'd give someone superstar status. Right, yeah. They're not like, I suppose in today's, in modern music, they're not, they're not break the internet kind of music. Exactly. They're, they're not. Because they were, they were impressive for when they came out. But everything's developed on them since. So are you pulling a little bit of fancy music theory out? <laughs> I got a bit of negative feedback towards music theory the other. Oh, I was really? like, I got not negative, but they're like, I got a bit bored by the music theory. Oh, anyway, 
Oh, I didn't even go that far into any music theory. Maybe it was a joke. Anyway. <laughs> Damn, I'm hurt by that, whoever that was. <laughs> Maybe I'll true. <laughs> anyway. Was this Cass? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Cass, how dare you? <laughs> Yeah, because Cass, you still haven't sent... This is so unfair on Cass, because it wasn't Cass. But you still haven't sent us that recording of you playing... What was the thing we were getting in? The Berlioz. Yeah. Play Berlioz for us, Cass. You're on notice. If you do play it, you'll become a friend of the show. I think that's fair. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> that was such a messy little sidestep. Where were we? In the alumni room. The, the, talking about I was this. talking... You were asking me if I was bringing music theory into it. And in some sense, I am. Because, oh, because everything modern music is on. based on the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. And so it'd be like, if everyone forgot who Newton was, and he came alive today, it's like, I've invented this great thing called calculus. <laughs> yeah, true. It wouldn't be that exciting. No. Wow. It's the same if, if Mozart never existed, and I remembered a Mozart symphony, and I wrote it, and, it, and then it got performed. Everyone would be like... That's just a piece of classical music. We don't care about it. It doesn't do anything. I've listened to some Mozart and it's like pretty, pretty good. But it's, it's not innovative. You know, it doesn't push the thing forward. Oh, so you're saying what part of why the Beatles were so successful was that they were innovative. Yes, particularly in their later years when they went all psychedelic. You know, you know, yeah, the, <laughs> the Beatles. So I have a story. About, so I went to, when I was in... <laughs> When I went to Oxford in year 11... Are you wearing an Oxford jumper I'm not. Right I'm now? wearing a Hawker oh, jumper. This is, <laughs> what, over a year into the podcast, I think this is the first time I've told a story from that trip, to be fair. We like went to... One day we drove to London and saw a, a Beatles cover band, which I was sceptical about because I was like, surely a cover band is not going to be a great thing. But what they did, there, it was actually a really nice thing. They did like two or three songs from every album and then they had the associated like costumes and stuff like that and you can really naturally <laughs> see through the music is like what the how hardcore they were going with the drugs because i think it's like sergeant pepper's lonely heart club band i think which is the third or third or fourth album by the time they hit that you're like i feel like i've taken something there's so many colors and like lights and everything it's it's quite funny like tracking the the progression of their music but then it mellows out a little bit as well afterwards as well. Yeah. Well, Go well, crashing well. from the high. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor. For the, the entire Beatles discography is a metaphor for... Not that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an analogue. But yeah, that, I can't remember what else I was going to tell about that story. But, but also, it was pretty good. Not going to lie. Didn't think, it's the same thing with the music in the movie. Again, pretty good. It was, and it's the same with Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman. The music was pretty good, like you know, even though it's not the original. Or oh, except, I think, I think Elton John is in Rocket Man. He is. Yeah. He is because he, he recorded a new song for Rocket Man. Did he? Yeah. Because the the thing they like doing with these with these ones is they like because there's a at the Oscars there's a best original song category, ah. and so that's why all these kind of remakes or biopics. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody and Yesterday didn't, but Rocket Man, The Lion King. Aladdin, like all those movies, like those have remakes, a have a new song put in them because then they can potentially win an Oscar. And right. then it doesn't actually matter which Oscar you win because once you win an Oscar, your movie becomes an Oscar-winning film. Uh, and that's how something like Suicide Squad, the the movie... The really from, bad film. The really bad film. It won an Oscar for costume design. And so... It did have pretty good costumes. Out, comes out on DVD and it says Oscar-winning film. Or Academy Award winning film. That's really funny. Squad. I actually know someone who works on a film that got 
with that one Oscar. We so, have mentioned this before. Yeah, on the yeah. podcast. It's, oh no, we've, we've, I feel like we have we've, just potentially repeated it. We, we've stuck in our loop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what if we're in a universe where all our listeners have forgotten that episode of the podcast? What if that podca- What if that episode never existed? I can make that happen. Just <laughs> <laughs> remove some of our back catalog. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, there's I have some other suggestions as well. <laughs> <laughs> the entire first half of season one. <laughs> I mean, it's fair enough. I <laughs> uh, look, it wouldn't be wouldn't. That's right. That's right. I did have one other thing that's kind of tangential to that. Yes. Seas of Blood didn't do as well as I wanted it to. I just want to plug Seas of Blood. If you haven't listened to Seas of Blood, <laughs> Wait, uh, I highly plug, recommend. Is this a plug for our podcast within the podcast? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Seas of Blood, we did it over the summer. It's a four-part mini-series. It's really good. <laughs> we had a lot of fun doing it. It's it's actually quite good. And so I just want to plug it a bit and get, get the listening numbers up. So if you've joined the podcast recently, highly recommend going back to listen to Seas of Blood parts one, two, three, four. See, this is the kind of spit in a podcast that's normally like scripted or prepared, like both host notes coming. I genuinely didn't expect this coming. We've not talked about Seas of Blood for a while. We haven't. And so I, I was, I was just kind of sitting here like, okay. <laughs> sure. I and it's we just because I was checking the stats the other day and I scrolled back a bit and I went, oh, that's... You thought it would like... It, I thought it, it would have done better. And there you go. Well, and, you know, Look, I'll tell you my perspective on Seas of Blood. I, I thought it was nice to give people who would wanted something to listen to over the summer whilst we were recording something to listen to. But I understand your position. And so... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was nice over the summer, but also people were busy over the summer. And so That's now true. I'm saying it was a really so good were piece we. of... We were exactly, also busy. We were busy. So I'm just saying it's a really nice piece of content if you want to go back and, and listen to if it. If you're like me the other day, the other day I was like... Because I have, I reckon, about five podcasts i have on my rotation like there's two that come out thursday one that comes up wednesday sad day and then there's like a couple of daily ones and and i listen to a fair few podcasts because i listen when i'm riding my bike and i was i was actually down on one podcast i was like i need to find something new to listen to and i and i found something new uh, i won't say what it was because it's not our podcast <laughs> but if you were like me and you were looking for something new to listen to listen to seas of blood please <laughs> <laughs> So, Josh has just pointed at me. Well, you, you looked at me expectantly and I went, this, I, I am out of things to talk about. <laughs> Alrighty. So, I got reminded of something that exists in Perth whilst I was back there. Nude beaches. <laughs> I did go to... I went to Cottesloe when I was in Perth, by the way. Which I forget which one that was. That was the one that had... Like a one-star review. Oh, the ones, yeah. The yeah, or like a two-star review. About, yeah. Is the one we posted the photo of me at? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Costly. Really nice beach. Well, apparently not. <laughs> Did you leave a review on Google? No, I didn't. Also had like, well, I didn't have fish, but I had, what did I have? I think I had like a veggie sandwich. We had fish and chips but at Cottesloe, which is a classic. As in you go to Cottesloe and then across the road, there are five different fish and chip stores because it's like, and so went to a different one to one I went to last time. It was pretty nice. Nice. Had a great caramel milkshake. You know, can't remember the name of the place, but shout out to you if you're listening. Anyway, I was back in WA, as you, you may all be aware. <laughs> and I realized we have something over there that exists, that newspaper. doesn't exist. Yeah. So I'm currently sitting here holding a newspaper. I, yeah, look, Flacker, I don't know how to break this to you. I know, I know WA is a little bit behind the times, but 
Newspapers still exist elsewhere. I don't actually know if you're going to be able to read any of that aloud. I just wanted you to take, <laughs> take this in. So, uh, I thought you were, you had the... What's the what's the main newspaper over there? The, the West Australian. The West Australian. The, like, uh, so, this Mark is meant to look like the stuff. West Australian. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have something... Josh is currently really out of the If you can, please read what you're laughing at. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> we sports Matt found doping. <laughs> it's the me. It's the it's the me from We Sports. <laughs> Who's the name of the author on that article, by the way? Shaken baby. <laughs> so <laughs> we have to be a little bit careful with this segment because I was <laughs> contemplating preparing this, but I also want to see Josh's genuine reaction to this. This is something in Western Australia called Prosh. And it, this is, Prosh is an institute, at, like his institute, like, and by institution, I don't mean a physical institution, I mean something that's existing. Josh is losing it at the inside. Do you want to read the latest red light headline that you've just read? Uh, I didn't even read the headline, I just read the, the like, section title. What was the section title? <laughs> it's just, come inside. And then, <laughs> I want the audience to figure out how that might be spelled. So, <laughs> so... Before we completely lose ourselves in (laughs) penis jokes, (laughs) because there are a few there, (laughs) but this was particularly bad. So Prosh started, it was at least, it was around when my parents were at uni, or potentially when my parents were at high school, which is basically when people were still riding dinosaurs. But the idea is that it's this thing that the University of Western Australia does, where a bunch of students, once a year, write a satirical newspaper, (laughs) satirical newspaper, to raise money money for charity. And the idea is that they spend several months preparing it, and then they one night they go and print it all, and then they spend their day going around distributing the newspaper in Western Australia, and they make a lot of money for charity. And the charity that this is for is on the front page, but Josh missed that because he's too busy laughing at. Do you want to tell us which article you're laughing at the moment? Uh, uh, the one I'm laughing at now. Well, it, it, it could be something right out of the West Australian, I, I think. Yeah. It's, it's called The Mark McGowan Sex Cult. <laughs> Which is something that the Murdoch media would the, try and do. <laughs> uh, it says that down the bottom. I can currently see the back page where it says skeleton wins skeleton, and it's a it's a skeleton <laughs> in the little bobsled thing doing the skeleton event. Dogs refuge home, fair game, and short back and sidewalks. Yeah, I think I think that's the charity they're raising money for this year. But they do do each year they do a different charity, and so that was three different charities. Three different charities. They're, yeah, they're not a single. <laughs> charity and there's there's just a photo that has Kevin 007 and, uh, in the James Bond phone um, I actually haven't fully read through this but the entire thing is satire down to the advertisements so Josh just flicked past a <laughs> a fake Bunnings ad there's also a parody of the Dan Andrews stair lifts can't move as easily as you could between lockdown stages Back a little sore, fracturing your T7 vertebra. Install a Dictator Dan stair lift today. <laughs> Classic. Uh, there's a reference to the Bob Catter, the Bob Catter one. The, where, he, where he said, uh, he was asked his thoughts on gay marriage and he went, oh, I think people should be able to do what they want. But meanwhile, can we focus that every three months in northern Queensland, someone dies because of a crocodile? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> (laughs) 
and 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 the, the, there's just a photo of a crocodile that says uh, it's not just a crocodile it's a, it's a crocodile eating a pride flag saying gay marriage on thin effing ice is North Queensland crocodile related death rise <laughs> for context we are I, as Josh and I are both ANU allies and so and we and the, this is meant to be a this paper is a satire of Bob Catter and his stances on gay marriage uh, Josh, oh, Josh wasn't la- loving it. Josh is loving it. <laughs> Can we say that? <laughs> I don't think so. I, just, like, I don't know what we can. <laughs> this is. This <laughs> I mean, this is this is prime Australian satire. We do have to. Oh, that's right. There is a national treasure, and it's the guys who stormed the um, U.S. Capitol <laughs> yeah, building yeah. with the. I just saw the thing at the top. It's the it's the Disney <laughs> logo. Oh, I just made to spell a, a different word. Well, this uh, is this is. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's just a lovely photo of some Australian animals, Josh. I do, however, recommend that if you fold over points A and points B together, you might get a, a lovely image as well. <laughs> no, no, no! That's not what you meant to do. You meant to but, fold that oh, like fold, that. Fold, oh, oh, oh! Like. <laughs> So it's a lovely image of some Australian animals. Wait, fold so, that so you fold it so that point A lines up with point B, and then you fold this back. Oh, okay. All right, you see, all right, this okay. is just, just, just a bit wanna, of. I don't want to damage the. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a penis. <laughs> <laughs> but you. Know. We can never talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this one got me as well. Again, I don't think we can say it, but it's cold. I do like this one, cold chisel renamed warm chisel. It's just a little climate change. Oh, hang on. Do you want to know your... <laughs> I, I, yeah, do you want to... I'm a Pisces. What is, what is the Pisces horoscope? You're going to be hit by a bus. F you. <laughs> What's your horoscope? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Libra. Read the Libra one. <clears throat> You've got a long list of enemies. Everyone who has ever wronged you or accidentally inconvenienced you, or just been in the wrong place at the wrong time. You walk around with the worst version of everyone you've ever met in your head, constantly fantasizing about how today's the day that you're gonna finally snap and then they'll respect you. But deep down, you know you never will. You're too cowardly to stand up to your own family, let alone your boss, and you definitely don't have what it takes to stand up to yourself. Work on the grossly inflated sense of self-importance and maybe your life might marginally improve. (laughs) You know what, as far as horoscopes go, that's like pretty decent. <laughs> like, like honestly, I feel slightly attacked right now. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm there are even parodies of Garfield and, and Peanuts in there's a, there's a word search that just has sex related words in it. We are we are a family podcast. <laughs> there's one that says I effing hate Alvin and it's just got a photo of Alvin and the box. By the Ice Age baby. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how this would go, was going to go. I didn't realize it was just going to divulge into tw- 10 minutes of Josh reading the newspaper and him and I laughing. There's a, I'll paraphrase this one. Did Yoda have sex? An investigative <laughs> report. Because obviously in The Mandalorian, there's baby Yoda. So did Yoda have, have sex to produce baby Yoda? This is quite, this is quite good, actually. How, how frequently did you say these comments? Once a year. Once a year. So it's the kind of thing that I remember in high school... 
you'd get in on the Wednesday. It's always a Wednesday morning at this time of year. And <laughs> Josh, do you want to read what you've read? Uh, it's the, this evening's TV's guide. And, uh, <laughs> on on, uh, on 9.30 tonight is uh, Hamish and Andy's gap year in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Hamish and Andy if you're listening. <laughs> but yeah, it's... it's <laughs> One that's just... The TV channel is called It's All Home and Away. It's just... <laughs> Home and away is just, just six hours of home and away. Is it actually? <laughs> six o'clock home and away. Is that Grant Denya? Six thirty home and away. Look, I know he's been struggling since family feud, but damn. <laughs> Seven o'clock. How the f is Al still alive? Seven thirty. <laughs> Osama and Mackenzie's relationship is in the rocks. I don't know who that was, and I'm just like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's at eight o'clock once again. How the f is Al still alive? <laughs> It's just true. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't actually say some of these little ones. And then from twelve o'clock is a six-hour ad for Home and Away on a box set on VHS. <laughs> Nine thirty on Channel Ten, The Bachelor of Commerce. <laughs> I mean, it's just prime. It's just prime satire. Like it's, it's just really well done. I, I like I. I feel like it, like it coming out yearly is good because it, I feel like it gives you gives them time to have a high quality product in the end. But this is prime satire, you know. This is making fun of everything that's going on in the world. Local right man now. destroys eight year olds on athletics. Yeah, I mean that's probably you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about the day I got to number one on athletics? Yes, many times. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to hear it. I was I wasn't eight. I was I was like ten. Anyway, that's a different story. But yeah, this is like I remember in high school it was always a thing. You'd get in on the Wednesday sometime. Like I think it's like in April. Maybe it's the first week of April. And someone had a copy because, like, the idea is all the uni students come around to the high schools, and it's like I think it's like two yeah, bucks. The, to... uh, the date on the paper is March twenty fourth. Yeah, that makes sense. You pay two bucks, get a paper, and they come around. They sell about five or ten at the high school. They get circulated. Everyone loves it. My mates back in at UWA like did a prosh, like Dingley and Asif, both friends of the show, both did a prosh where they go around selling these. Like it makes money. Like it makes thousands of dollars for charity, and it's basically just childish humour. I don't know that you can answer this on the on the podcast, yes. but where does prosh come from? Because the title of the paper isn't doesn't lead to prosh. No, it doesn't. I don't believe. I don't actually know where prosh comes from. I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised if my parents know where it comes from because, like I said, this has been over about forty years since they've been they've been done. But it's done in the style of the West Australian as well, uh, which is why Josh thought that's what I'd brought. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom of the pages. Here's how Zach Kirkup can still win. Yes. <laughs> there's just there's just a lot of, a lot of <laughs> you had your inner health plus today. Yeah, there's I mean, just a man just screaming. Lots of good lots of good memes in it. Oh, you wouldn't understand North Bridgerton. I presume like Northbridge or something. Northbridge is like the is the nightlife spot in Perth. Yeah. Like I've not actually seen <laughs> Bunnings DIY bong. <laughs> Only four twenty. <laughs> I, I yeah look I. I have not actually read through this before seeing it, sending it, showing it to Josh just then, but let's let's call it that. But yeah, Prosh is a good cause, and I thought I'd just share that with you. Yeah, we've had you. a good giggle. All right, should we get back to bit down to business? Okay, <laughs> that wasn't business. <laughs> <laughs> to defeat the Hans. No, have you seen Mulan? Yes. I said, let's get down to business and they're sung the rest of the Anyway, we have some friends of the show to indoctrinate. Indoctrinate, is that the right word? 
I I don't know. <laughs> you look at me so. <laughs> I'm just so confused because Josh had been giggling for about ten minutes straight in the last five minutes. He's kind of like I think he's all laughed out. Yeah, I have actually squeezed right, let's, every. Let's let's wrap this up. Go <laughs> on, let's let's get on with it. We've got some friends, the show business to yep. get to. Let's just quick. <laughs> so I opened my phone and the the couple karaoke with Ed Sheeran and the marshmallows came up again. Let's... But the. Do 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 We have to add <laughs> two friends to the, we have to add two friends to the show, potentially. Because we had two co-hosts last week. Oh we did. Did you want to make them friends to the show? Do we have to? Because <laughs> you want to keep do you want to keep Tiff as an enemy of the show? Because she has been an enemy she, an enemy. she is an enemy of the show. <laughs> that's that's true. Do okay, so concept. We make Callum a friend of the show. But not Tiffany. Yep. Sounds good to me. All right, cool. Congrats to Callum. You've become friend of the show number 11. Unlucky to Tiffany. You're still friend of the show, enemy of the show number one. Yeah, not friend of the show. Not, not of friend. The show. Enemy of the show or not friend of the show? Enemy of the show. Enemy of the show. Yeah. Excellent. We've also still got some pending friends of the show. Do you want me to read those out? Yeah, I don't even remember who they were. Kelvin Pay, Maddie Buddy... Hannah Price and Benjamin Lawson. Nah, get rid of them all. <laughs> oh, we're gonna you, your friend of the your 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 pending friend of the showness has expired. Yeah, I think they they had their opportunity and, and they've missed it. Yeah, nice, excellent. They'll excellent. there'll be more opportunities for them potentially, but not right now. You gotta you gotta start putting in the hard yards, and they yeah. weren't putting in the exactly. hard yards as exactly. opposed to our. We now have an eleven of friends of the show. We could field a cricket team with the. Well, we could have fielded one beforehand. Oh, with you and I in it. Yeah, because have nine true but i like the idea that we're like the the coaches or the referees <laughs> the, the umpire no i like the idea that well maybe maybe okay no they're the okay they're the fielding 11 and tiffany's on strike yeah, tiffany's yeah, batting yeah, unlucky <laughs> and we've got we've got dylan mccrackalack and steaming in oh, with some no. steep bounds you know this is bad once we get to cricket chat it is true <laughs> well should we shall we wrap it up i think there? we should wrap it up all right it's been lovely talking to you all and it's also been lovely talking to you josh it's been lovely talking to you also. And I'll, I'll see you soon.